Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're tuning up with musician Matt Axton, who will be playing a show next month at the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame in Muskogee, where both his father and grandmother are previous inductees. But first, a word from our sponsor, you are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Bravado Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you in and your community first. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. Okay, let's uh, get Artie in this party with our question of the week. <laughs> we asked you, what is your favorite piece of art from Oklahoma? And, and uh, you know, one thing about this question, I made it pretty clear, like, we're, we're giving art a pretty wide berth here, you yeah. know, written, yeah. visual, sung. Yeah, it's the vague mobile. What, what about... We're driving around in the vague mobile. What about you, Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner? Um, I decided to limit myself to visual art because otherwise it was just kind of too much to all think about. Um, and I was going to get all like, do you a question to answer? But um, <laughs> instead I just decided to be a grown-up and pick something. So I'm going to say Heritage Center by Roy Boney Jr. I have a print of it in my home. Um, Roy is a Cherokee artist who we featured in the magazine. Megan wrote a really great story about him about 10 years ago. Um, and it's a pen and ink drawing of President Andrew Jackson, the image of President Andrew Jackson from the back of the $20 bill. Uh, and his eyes are blacked out. And if you know, you know, as a Cherokee, for Roy to create that painting. It's a really, really powerful piece, and I really love it. So, um, and I have a, like I said, I have a print of it in my home. I think it won the Cherokee Homecoming Art Show I in, like, 2010 or 2011, somewhere in there. It, it was, I can't remember if it was the Homecoming Art Show. It was the Trail of Tears Art Show. That's what it was. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a really, really powerful piece, and I love it. So that's going to get my vote for it today. All right. Yeah. Managing editor Carly Ibarra. Um, Noted art haver. Yeah, I do have some arts. Uh, no, I. It was really fun actually coming up with an answer to this question because obviously I've seen a lot of Oklahoma art, but like to pick a favorite is just very difficult. So I got to look at a lot of art yesterday, but I decided that Harvest by uh, Colby Bowers, who is an Oklahoma City uh, painter, is my favorite. It is a elk who is like floating in the cosmos, like an elk wizard lording over the cosmos. And it is just an amazing painting. And if I had many thousands of dollars in my art budget, I would buy it, but I do not. So I just admire it from afar. <laughs> but you can you can follow Colby on Instagram so you can see more oh, of cool. his arts. Excellent. Yes. All right. Uh, photo editor Megan Rossman. Um, somebody that I really like in... Oklahoma, while he is no longer with us, um, is J.J. McVicker. He was Mm. the head of the art department at Oklahoma A&M, and then it became, you know, OSU at some point, but it was Oklahoma A&M when he started there. And yes, he was head of the art department, um, and he's associated with, like, mid-century modernism. He did a lot of, like, sort of abstract colorful paintings but what I really like are his landscape paintings he did a lot of paintings of the Oklahoma landscape like during a storm or after a storm like they're very stormy and moody and dark and I just think they're really beautiful and um and you can find his art in places like uh, Philbrook, well, I don't know if it's on display, but in their collection, you know, he has, he's in Fred Jones Jr., uh, Philbrook, obviously the OSU Museum of Art, but he's also in like the Smithsonian American Art Museum, Los Angeles County wow. Museum of Art, Dallas Museum of Art, like 
he's kind of not a well-known name, but he had kind of a, a big impact for that area. He just, he wasn't much of a self-promoter. Hmm. And now I'm done talking because I've just, <laughs> I've talked a lot about that. I think that's that. really cool. I want to yeah. learn more about him. No, yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's a really interesting artist. Huh. J.J. Yeah. McVicker. J.J. McVicker, that's cool. Uh, research there, Ben Lucian. Well, I didn't go in the visual direction. I, uh... One of my favorite albums by the Gap Band, uh, oh, Gap Band nice. 4. Uh, yes, that's the one with uh, Outstanding. Uh, they dropped a bomb on, or uh, you dropped a bomb on me, song, uh, Seasons. Uh, just uh, such an influential album and really has aged tremendously well. I mean, they were just light years ahead of everyone else whenever they made that music. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the Gap Band there. It's a good choice. Yeah. I like that choice. Very nice. What about you, Greg? Well, uh, you know, I, I was kind of looking through, I, I was thinking back to the story that we had had about, uh, the Kiowa Six mm. and, uh, and looking through some of their art and I, uh, kind of fell down a rabbit hole and ended up looking at, uh, works of, uh, Woody Crumbo, uh, and... Really, really wonderful stuff, especially Buffalo Hunt, uh, which is in the Smithsonian American Art Museum. Uh, Native American hunters taking down bison in the tall grass. Uh, just nothing kind of says Oklahoma more than That's that cool to me. Uh, it really is. But I, I got to say, you know, I we opened this up pretty wide. We wanted people to know that, you know, any sort of thing that you consider art would work. And, and I... I like the one guy who just said, my bride. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was awfully sweet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I literally, I was like, I've had some food at Nunsuch that I would 100% consider Absolutely, art. Absolutely, yes. Um, I, I have some stand-up comedy bits from, like, Spencer Hicks and Brad Chad Porter and Zach Smith that have been living rent-free in my head for 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, lot, lots of uh, really great art and and great local music. Our, our friend Casey Clifford, obviously. Yeah. Uh, JB. JB. Um, um, all kind of people, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the fine works of Roger Miller. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I literally should have been a cowboy. Sh- <laughs> Fancy. I, I was I was driving my wife crazy by uh, listening to a ton of Roger Miller stuff the other day, and she's <laughs> she keeps walking in and being like, "Who is this?" And I go, it's "Still Roger Miller." Roger Miller <laughs> he man. just he, well he he was he was prolific and also really, really fun to listen yeah, to. Yeah, just and did yeah. so many different. Did anybody say Roger Miller on social media? No, no. I was so Aww, sad about that. Uh, I, I curse all of you. Uh, Sandra Soli. <laughs> you don't even feel like doing podcasts. Yeah, anymore. I know. Shut We're out. Uh, Sandra Soli said uh, she, she had to tie the cougar at the Western Heritage Museum. Uh, um, National Cowboy Western Heritage Museum has some really great pieces. And that cougar is striking when you go in yeah. the gallery. And it is, it, I mean, it... it it's got really, a lot of emotion it's to coming it. down yeah. the mountain at yeah. you. It's it's gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Her other uh, her other choice was uh, the Chihuly glass installation at the uh, OKC MOA. Another That's good. Yeah. really and very popular. I yeah. think uh, I think it brings in a ton of people too. People who maybe wouldn't does. be coming to Oklahoma City for art. Yeah, um, I do think that the end of the trail is probably the most iconic piece of Oklahoma yes. art. Right. Speaking of the cowboy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Pam Harper said uh, hers is actually a clay pot created by Cherokee uh, Nation National Treasure Jane Oste. Cool. Uh, Melvin Jones mentioned the Price Tower uh, in That's Burlesville. That's a good one. Yeah. Other, yeah, I thought about that actually. Yeah, um, <laughs> the the uh, fine folks at Factory Obscura decided to hop in and uh, just 
say themselves. People got a little self-promoting. That's okay. Yeah, you know co- what? Cosmic Chime callback really was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, Anna Eddings uh, said the the book The Mercy Seat by Ryla Askew. Um, uh, Sarah Seaman, uh, By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Uh, great song. That's a great song. Yeah. Uh, Preston Lee. Did you ever see the Carol Burnett show sketch with that song? No. You should look it up on YouTube. It's really funny. Uh, Preston Lee mentioned the Oklahoma Land Run Monument. Uh, you, <laughs> you said Bruce Burcham said My Bride, which is pretty sweet. That you know, is, you know. Thanks, Bruce. I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure she appreciated that. Uh, Andrea and Andrea Walker Rudy, always uh, one of our favorites, a frequent commenter, said The Guardian. Uh, yeah, it's a good yeah. one too. Really, yeah. really great piece. Yeah, hard uh, to see way up there on top of the Capitol, but yes. uh, you know. Still cool. Still cool piece. Speaking of Oklahoma art, let's talk to Mr. Matt Axton. We are here with Matt Axton. We are so excited to talk to him. Matt, I am in love with your album, first of all. You've got a new single out, Golden Times. I love it, too. Uh, And you are coming to Oklahoma to do some performing. But let's let our readers know a little bit about who you are. I want to talk about your musical legacy, first of all. Uh, So you are the grandson of Mayborn Axton, who wrote Heartbreak Hotel, among many other things. Your dad is Hoyt Axton, musical legend. Um, so that's the coolest thing ever. We're going to talk about that. But after listening to your record, a thing that I'm curious about is who are your, who are the artists that you love? Because I listen to your music and I hear so many of the same artists that I grew up with and listened to. And I'm just really curious to know who influenced you. Well, obviously the heaviest influence was Hoyt Axton. Yeah. You know, helped that. And um, I mean, I learned to sing with his albums. You know, I just put them on in the car and just try and sing word for word every one of his things. And he had a very, um, you know, deep well of of music to pull from because yeah. he went many different genres. He started out as like a solo folk guy. Yeah. And then his biggest hits, like Joy of the World, Never Been to Spain, and The Pusher, were all rock songs, right? And then his own personal hits were all country songs like yeah. Bunny Fingers, and Bell and the Dealer, and that stuff. So he, yeah. He was hyper eclectic and he really just always believed in making just a good song no matter what style it was and i have fall, fallen into that completely um but then going up i mean it's very, very weird when people ask what music we had on in the house we never had anything playing we would just play music so mm. it's very different yeah um, most of my friends but i love all the old old blues artists that pull heavily from them you know give me give me bb king any day uh, give i me- hear some of that yeah um, you know, then all obviously the classic country stuff, uh, you know, the Wayland and all, I love all of that. Most, I think the greatest era of music was like that mid fifties to the early seventies, everything mm. just sort of hit perfectly. Technology was hitting right. The, yeah. the industry was sort of just booming and everything was like original and organic and it was just a perfect time. But, you know, a little, a little mix, whatever the song calls for, I try to pull out some of that style from, from the people I liked and just spin it my way. I love that. I so the current record you've got a cover of Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. That I so hear that sort of blues hall kind of influence. It's such an interesting arrangement. It almost feels like it would have what it would have sounded like when she wrote it. How was that? Yeah. How was that kind of trying to arrange a new take on such a classic song that you have such a personal connection to? So every album I try to do at least one of my dad's songs and always yeah. sort of rearrange it. You know, I always twist it a little bit. Um, this was the first time I got to do one of my grandma's songs. And truthfully, you know, El- Elvis's original version was sort of dark and bluesy. Um, and, and that was strictly out of necessity because when they recorded it, 
they just did it so quickly in like a garage, you know, somewhere in Florida. And it just like had that very organic vibe to it. Right. Um, and the Elvis, so this guy named, um, I think it was Glenn Reeves, Jim Reeves was the sit-in artist to like for the rough. And then he, what he was doing was trying to copy Elvis because they knew it was going to be sent to Elvis. So he copied right. Elvis's style. And then Elvis ended up copying Jim, copying Elvis as his style. So it was like this very weird, you know, stacked thing to get that first original Heartbreak Hotel sound. Mm. And then my dad released a version in the 90s that was sort of like Memphis blues, like dun, 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 like a little more upbeat. Okay, yeah. I wanted to go somewhere in the middle was my thought on it. You know, so I just like, all right, let's let's land right here in this sort of, you know, I I mean, I'm biased. I think that's what the song should have sounded like from the beginning. But you know. <laughs> that's what that's what amazed. That's what I kept thinking when I heard it is I was like, this feels like you could have released this at the time and it would have been a hit. Like people would yeah. have heard it as being very contemporary. Contemporary, I think that's really cool. Um, I think I asked about your musical influences because I, I just hear a lot of people that I really like. I heard like everything from like David Wilcox to B.B. King. And, you know, I feel like your your legacy, your family has, like you said, your dad traveled such a road, right? From folk to rock to country. Um, and I hear all of that in your music. But the other thing that I'm really interested in, too, is the classical part of this, uh, the part that is your mom, uh, which is really interesting. So can you tell us a little bit about her and about how she influenced you musically? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, just all the stuff you just said is absolutely true. Deep legacies, very, very deep facts and legacy. But yeah. my mom, Donna, is truthfully like the musical master in the family. She was mm -hmm. my dad's piano player and music manager. Um, so when we went on the road, it was actually a family affair, right? We yeah. We hop on that bus. And she is still uh, a, a musical director, runs a bunch of choirs, is, is a professor at a college up in Tahoe, and is still, you know, sharp as a tack and active as ever in music. And that's one thing about music, it'll keep you young, you know, <laughs> yeah. brain active and stuff. But, and she's a classical master, classical piano master. So I still play in a band. Whenever I get to go to Tahoe, I try and play and jump on in her band and hang out as much as possible and it's one of the highlights of my my music playing is actually getting to play with her but so it's naturally her love of all things music and and she, like I said she's a professor of music and psychology so she knows why we <laughs> like the songs we do which is pretty impressive and that snuck into me a little bit but and she's on my album she's doing all the piano on that album and uh okay so any, this any, is that's amazing because I loved the piano parts on the record. I thought they were so good. At, first of all, I was li listening and thinking, oh my gosh, whoever that is, is amazing. I was like, is this Bruce Hornsby? Like who is playing <laughs> the keys here? Because um, it yes. really did. It sounded that good. Um, yes. so that's so cool that it was your mom. That's really, that's fun. Did you guys have a good time in the studio doing that? Yeah. So this, that album came about because I hadn't released something in a couple of years and I was like, you know, getting antsy. I was like, all right, I gotta go be creative. And usually you go in sort of with your your bundle of songs and then, you know, just do a very quick recording and put them all down. Right. This one was piecemealed. So it was very different. Like we we went in a couple of times. I just did a bunch of solo acoustic. And I was like, you know what? I want to put some full band on a couple of these and just brought the band in and did it. And then brought a couple outside people. And it sort of was, it was a very different process than I usually do, which ended up, you know, having, having a couple of little cool, cool tunes out of it going hmm. that way that's awesome I was thinking I was talking to someone recently about um kind of parents and children and 
the thing, the lessons that our parents try to teach us and they don't succeed. <laughs> so was there something that, was there something that you, your, your family wanted to teach you, tried to give you about music that you ended up having to learn the hard way? Or do you feel like you kind of had a pretty clear picture going in of what to expect and how to, how to go forward? Well, I mean, truthfully, I was not going to be a musician in this traditional sense. Wow. Okay. I grew up, I grew up around it. You know, I, I say it a lot that like music wasn't like a like it or love it type of thing. It just was. Like yeah. Music was everything. It was around all the time. You know, both sides of the family did it and they living and, and changed the world in a teeny little way with their music, which is a beautiful thing. Um, but I originally was going to be, I was supposed to go to OU and play football is what <laughs> it was. Went out there, did the whole recruiting thing, ended up not going and staying in, in California for, for a girlfriend. And then I ended up destroying my knee playing basketball. And that's when I sat down with the guitar. I was recuperating and I grabbed the guitar. I was like, yeah, well, like I remember this thing. I, I know how to pick a tune on it. And then all of a sudden it just sort of snowballed from there. I was like, well, this is, this is fun. Oh, this is easy all right, let's just go. Let's see what happens. And the rest is history at that point. So they said music was always around. I loved it. It was a core part of me, but it wasn't my my aspiration to be a musician in that way until I sat down and had some time to really sort of think on it. And it, they said it just came, it came very naturally as far as being able to write and sing at the same time. And I think that's all from just being exposed to it and being, you know, so being from that family where music was sort of in the blood already. So I do believe yeah. in that. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and you talked a lot, you talk, you got a part on your website where you talk about luck. And I loved that. I loved what you had to say. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, luck is just where preparation meets opportunity, right? Isn't that right? they say? And, uh, you know, being an independent musician, you do, there is this element of luck to everything. You do need it. Um, yeah. The industry is so different than it was when my dad was in it, the way it sort of focuses on talent, curates artists and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I believe that my thought is this, you put high quality product out there and, and do it with your heart and care about the art. Um, somebody will find value in that and go with it. And that's sort of our job as artists is to just keep that flame, you know, lit and hopefully somebody will come along, you can pass it to them and, and it keeps going. And that's the idea. But we all need a little bit of luck nowadays, I think. I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, I am so excited about your, you've got five shows coming up. Uh, here in Oklahoma, um, which is pretty cool. Um, let me go through them real quick so listeners can plan to go. Tuesday, September 19th at Georgia Stables in Stillwater. Thursday, September 28th at Chisholm Trail Arts Centers in Duncan. Friday, September 29th at Maggie's Music Box in Jinx. Tuesday, October 3rd at PJ's in Tulsa. And Thursday, October 5th at the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame in Muskogee. And that's the one that I'm excited about because you're th that's like a that's a little bit of a homecoming show for you that's kind of a family reunion a little bit because your dad and your grandma are both in the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame um and now you get to play there what's that going to be like well I mean that's that's definitely a highlight show on the tour 100 percent. we have one cool Nashville show we have that one and then uh so we got to play the Hall of Fame um last October when we came out and they do a Thursday night music series called Thursday Night Live. And we missed it last time. It didn't work with our schedule. We did a Friday. And it was still very fun. But it was, I guess we were battling the the local football team. So oh, yeah. The time of year in Oklahoma, forget it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we learned our lesson. We're like, all right. Never <laughs> more Fridays. Um, but but it's awesome. It's a, the sound is great. It's, it's such a cool, you know, building in general. Um, yeah. History there. And, and um, 
we, you know, became good friends with the administrators there and the people that run it. And it's just, you know, sort of a very close place to our heart. And I got to play the induction ceremony 15 years ago for my dad and grandma there. And that's when, that was awesome. one of those things that like did a big spark for me to actually want to do music, truthfully. They flew us out there and, I mean, you know, played in front of thousands and thousands of people. And it was, you know, that fun, that fun little high. And I was like, yeah, I want to keep doing this. So it's a very big part of, um, you know, my growth as an artist and getting to go back there on the Thursday night series is just going to be a, a blast. Yeah, that's, I, I'm excited about that show. I'm excited for you to play it. I'm excited for everybody to get to go see it. Um, Y'all, the single is Golden Times. Um, the latest music, the latest album is Blue Sky Rain. It's amazing. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with it and I'm going to be listening to it all week. Um, I'm going to go through those shows again. Tuesday, September 19th at Georgia Stables in Stillwater. Thursday, September 28th at Chisholm Trail Arts Center in Duncan. That's part of the CTAC Live Series. Friday, September 29th at Maggie's Music Box in, Maggie's Music Box in Jinx. Tuesday, October 3rd at PJ's in Tulsa. And Thursday, October 5th at the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame in Muskogee. Matt Axton, break a leg, man, on all those shows. Thank, Thank you, you for being on the podcast. It's exciting to talk to you, and uh, we can't wait to see what you do next. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me, and we'll see you out there in the great state of Oklahoma. Absolutely. Take care. Bye. Uh, all right. It is now time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod events, and first up this week is Ben. Well, I've got to come clean here um, because, you see, Ben isn't here right now. I'm afraid he has been called to another parallel dimension within the multiverse to help fact-check an intergalactic and super-powerful factual error with the help of his alternative reality counterparts Chin, Gwen, Ken, Finn, Jin, and Lynn. Meanwhile, because we all know the OKT podcast must go on, I, Spin, have been called upon as Ben's replacement in this dimension. So uh, let's see here. What event have we got for you today? Oh, hey, this is perfect. It looks like OKC Broadway is bringing Spider-Man into the <laughs> Spider-Verse live in concert to the Civic Center Music Hall in Oklahoma City this Thursday. You might be a fan of the 2018 masterpiece of reality-bending superhero animation with a distinctively hip-hop score, but you've never seen it like this before. Here, a screening of the film will be accompanied by both a symphonic orchestra and a live DJ scratching in-house. Enjoy song contributions from, so I'm told, the most popular acts in your dimension. I'm talking the likes of Post Malone, Lil Wayne, Jaden Smith, Nicki Minaj, and more. Hardcore fans of the movie and of hip-hop in general won't want to miss the opportunity to see the vibrant Spider-Verse come alive on another level. This one-night-only show begins at 7.30 p.m. Thursday, and tickets are $36 to $95. Okay, now I think this is the part of the event write-up where Ben usually tells a joke that ties the whole thing together and brings it full circle. So, um, let's see. Uh, oh, I've got one. Uh, you, you know, Spider-Man, uh, he wasn't always good at climbing walls. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing he stuck to it. <laughs> well... This is a lot harder than it looks, so I'm going to go back to my <laughs> own dimension now. For more information on the show or to order tickets, you can call 405-594-8300 or visit okcbroadway.com. 
That was good. That was a journey. Uh, yes. <laughs> that was well, a journey. I feel so bad for Sven trying to figure out uh, that our, our our universe's version is post-Malone rather than uh, pre-Malone. <laughs> yep. Pre-Malone, uh, yeah. <laughs> Megan, what's your event this week? Man, if you are Megan. Sorry. I am Megan. There's only one of me. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Are you... Slithering. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> I almost called you Charlie. <laughs> I'm very tired. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, mankind craves a good challenge, whether it's climbing a mountain, flying into space, standing up against injustice, or just standing up periodically during the workday when prompted by your Fitbit. Human <laughs> beings are putting themselves to the test every day in this world. From September 15th through October 28th, you can put your spatial reasoning on trial at the Peabar Farms Corn Maze and Pumpkin Patch in Hydro, one of the state's oldest corn mazes and one of USA Today's top 10 corn mazes in the nation. Peabar Farms isn't messing around with their agritourism attraction. Once you make your way out of the maze, if you ever do, you can purchase decorative fall gourds, Go on a hayride, jostle yourself senseless on the bounce pillow, and take aim at friends and strangers during a game of laser tag. Most importantly, there are a ton of cute animals at this place. You can pet and feed llamas, goats, rabbits, a donkey, and other barnyard beauties. For more information, visit pbarfarms.com. Also, heads up, the corn maze becomes the haunted corn maze after dark, so if people jumping out at you from a maze of corn you're lost in in the dark sounds scary, <laughs> don't go. <laughs> Stick to the daytime. Don't go during the day. Got yes. <clears throat> I mean, okay. it's supposed to be scary, right. but if it sounds too scary, right. you know. Not everyone's down for the jump Not scare. Like little kids and yeah. stuff might not be the best for Some them. Some of us are nervous by nature. Or <laughs> maybe you want to punish your children. I don't know. <laughs> She's not here to judge. <laughs> we all went to P Bar Farms last year. We had a good time. Yeah, yeah. no, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. I liked taking the fallen pieces of corn and feeding them to their goats. That was fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was so. a really good time. Mm-hmm. And me and Ben um, helped a lady in a wheelchair uh, get yeah. down off the thing. That was, that. Yeah, that was was, so we got to that we got to very nice. go be good people for a minute. Uh-huh. But that, that place is nice. It was really yeah. Was, yes. We had a good time. Up there. I looked at pumpkins and we did look at pumpkins. Wanted to nothing like a good pumpkin look. Bounce senseless. I'm sorry, Sven. Uh, <laughs> is nervous by nature the, your universe's version of naughty by nature? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Is that what that is? Okay. <laughs> wondering if anybody <laughs> was guess. gonna get there. <laughs> What's your um, event? It's a good one. Thank you for this one, by the way, Greg, because you, you, you know me so well. You gave me one that you knew I would like to write. Uh, so, and it, you gave me an event that you and I have actually been to together. Okay, so I'm going to start off with a question for you guys. What is your favorite part of the State Fair? Corn dogs. Okay. Mm. <laughs> that didn't take probably. long. What about y'all? Fried peaches, probably. Nice. Uh, I mean, corn dogs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'd say funnel cake. Funnel, I yeah. love that everyone's answer was food. Like no one was like no the livestock the... barn. Well, no. I do like that, but <laughs> I do I like the, the livestock the barn. Favorite, you know? I yeah. yeah. If I were if I went to the state fair, I would eat a big corn dog and look at a bunch of goats. That that's a really nice that way. Sounds like a nice one of those afternoon. Jugs of root beer. Like yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get there. So. Uh, yeah, so those are all really good answers. I love that they were all food. Uh, so I'm going to write about this. I'm actually going to write about this. But uh, Brian and I have a whole routine when we go to the state fair. It starts with a visit to the Wisconsin Fried Cheese booth. Because if I'm going to walk off that much batter-dipped dairy, I'm going to need to start early. 
You wash that down with a beer, followed by one of those miniature jugs of root beer, Greg, while strolling al- among the new cars and the prize-winning jams, jellies, cake spreads, and weird oh, those yeah. weird old toys where the eyes follow you from across the room. Mm-hmm. Um, our former fact-checker, Sarah Cowan, described that category as the I own old objects category. Uh, <laughs> that is a really, that exhibit hall is really fun. I love it. It's so much fun. Um, we go to, so we go to the livestock barn, followed by a visit to Grandma Candy. Do you guys know about Grandma Candy? Mm-hmm. There's a place in, in the fair where you can buy very old vintage type candy. Um, so that's always fun. And then you always, I always make sure to get a deep fried snicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have to have you know go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, so roll it's, you out on a yeah. So in case you haven't figured it out yet, the event that I'm talking about this week is um, the library. No, the Great State <laughs> Fair of Oklahoma. The Great State Fair of Oklahoma. Thank you. Uh, it's happening now through September 24th, which is this coming Sunday. So head to State Fair Park in Oklahoma City for this incredible annual showcase of all things Sooner State. Uh, the fair attracts more than a million people annually, so why not be one of them? This year's fair includes music performances by Tracy Bird, Stokely, and Motley Crue frontman Vince Neil, who, by the way, if you didn't know, was who the song Dude Looks Like a Lady was written about. Um, plus Disney on Ice, tons of great food, and Grandma Candy. Yeah. I mean, Grandma Candy alone is worth mm-hmm. the price of admission. For more information, call 405-948-6700 or visit okstatefair.com. Uh Two things. Yeah. One, I really feel like we should point out that this year's Disney on Ice is in Canto. That is pretty cool. Yeah. We don't talk about Disney on Ice. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing is that... Are you taking your kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bought the, um, the like, all the rides the bracelets. The Dark Park Season Pass yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh, early. As soon as they put those on sale, I was like done yeah because uh yeah my kids will just whine until they get to ride everything so i might as well save a little money on my way in mm. uh and, and i'll use that saved money to then go buy whatever the newest weirdest thing that is fried that you can eat which mm-hmm. uh the year that you and i were hanging out there mm-hmm. uh i believe was deep fried soda i do we yeah yeah uh no the no we did have that but the first year you and i went it was deep fried bacon oh. no no, it was chocolate covered bacon. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and it was really bad and disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 Something that sounds good, but that's the fun. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Anyway, that was my event, the State Fair. <laughs> Yay, Yay, the State Fair. Well, <clears throat> there are a lot of people to blame for the way that I turned out, and not all of them are my parents. <laughs> the making of featurette for my life includes a lot of comic books, half-hour sitcoms, and bullies who, upon further reflection, really had a point. But once a week, in the prime of my youth, if ever a thing like that existed, I found refuge in the extremely weird world of network TV improv, and whose line is it anyway? I I always dreamed of having my suggestions ignored in front of a live studio audience, and the Tulsa Theater might just give me that chance, because this week, whose line all-stars Ryan Stiles, Greg Proops, Jeff Davis, and Joel Murray, uh, brother of Bill, will descend on 105 West, Re- West Reconciliation Way in T-Town for Who's Live Anyway, huh. a 90 minutes of bonkers creativity from a bunch of funny weirdos that I loved as a teenager. Uh, tickets are twenty nine fifty to $56, and you can get them when you visit TulsaTheater.com. 
That sounds like fun. Right? It really, yeah. uh, I mean. No Chip Eston, though. That's a little disappointing. <sighs> no Aisha Tyler. There's, but that's okay. There's a whole lot of all-stars yeah. that I would have loved to see live. But, yeah. uh, you know, you take you takes what you those can are the, get. Those are, those, are, those are kind of the all-stars of the all-stars, though. That's good. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Cool. Well, the sound of a young Greg. I have an event. Oh. No, oh, what? Carly. You were here? <laughs> yes, Carly. How did you forget Carly? Charlie. She was gone the other oh day. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Carly. <laughs> somebody got my name wrong. I won't say who. And then somebody forgot wow. me. Wow. <laughs> wow. On behalf of the staff, I apologize, Carly. I 100% thought that you'd done the Carly of our podcast. I was, pretty, I was like, what? I, I thought so, too. <laughs> I was like, are we done already? Wow, that seemed to have gone by quickly. I'm so sorry, I was like, Carly. did I miss Carly? Oh, my God. No. I, yeah. And you shouldn't miss my event because it's really good. Uh-huh. Has it been a while since you've been to the ballet? Classic performances like Swan Lake and The Nutcracker are beloved for good reason, but today's ballet companies offer so much more than frolicking princesses. For example, September 15th through 17th and 21st through 24th, the Tulsa Ballet presents Creations in Studio K. This inventive show kicks off the company's season with a celebration of creativity and features the world premiere of works from renowned choreographers Penny Saunders and Adam Hoekland. The Sun Sleeps by Yuri Yanowski, which I've heard is very fun, is also backed by popular demand. Tickets are $55 to $70, and you can order them at TulsaBallet.org. That sounds cool. Yeah. Wow. The, the ballet is always great, and Tulsa Ballet does a really good job. And so. world premiere choreography. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. Huh. I love that. Anyway, that's the event that Greg tried to leave <laughs> out. Because so. you I'm know what it is? Up. Is Greg, um, <laughs> he confessed to me secretly that he is anti-ballet. And <sighs> he, I know, he's one of those people. So go to the ballet he's despite Greg Elbow. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Just bring a corn dog. <laughs> I have before and I will again. <laughs> if you are on the long list of people waiting to smash Greg's face, <laughs> just go to the Tulsa Ballet instead. It'll be basically like the same thing. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and great. It's also in Tulsa, so right across town from where so I'm seeing be anywhere who's near live him, anyway. in Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to learn how to avoid Greg Elwell, subscribe to Oklahoma <laughs> Today. <laughs> Honestly, I'm sorry, it's, buddy, you're not wrong. You. Uh... <laughs> the uh, the sound of a young Greg desperately trying to get his parents to pay for improv <laughs> lessons means <laughs> that this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. If you just can't get enough, head over to oklahomatoday.com, pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now, and send your feedback to oktpod at travelok.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. And Carly Ibarra. <laughs> Theme song editing and Mostly production help Carly Ibarra. by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Carly Ibarra, who is friends with Carly Ibarra. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com with Carly Ibarra. Goodbye. Thank you, Carly, Carly Ibarra. Ibarra.